0: Hey, it's Stephen Faust and Michael Tanner here again this week with another oldie but goodie. We're going to go over some of a blast from the past here, talk about some content that got some rave reviews and a lot of downloads. And we want to bring that to you again this week. Michael, what is it?
1: Yeah, Stephen, this week in our rerun, we're going to talk about the benefits of community. I'm a huge fan of community. We learn new uh, techniques or, or tactics and so forth, but oftentimes we struggle with implementing that new learning because we feel like we're in it alone. But the one of the benefits of community is that you have these other people surrounding you that are on a very, very similar journey, and you have this safe place, if you will, where you can share struggles and you can get advice from others. And so I'm certain that that is why this is one of our most popular episodes. So we're going to talk about the benefits of community
0: today. Awesome. Looking forward to listening to this again and picking up some new tips. Also, don't miss out next week on episode 50, where we're going to get a little bit more behind the scenes and talk about some transitions that we're making. You don't want to miss that episode, but until then, enjoy this replay of episode 19, Benefits of Community.
1: Well, I promised our listeners last week that we would talk about the importance of community. Um, Now, I'm going to first start by saying uh, maybe you don't use that word community. Maybe you use uh, the word group or small group or uh, mastermind group. Whatever, right? You're uh, in a collection of people that are in some way like minded people and in some way are going after or wanting to achieve some similar goal. And so you've collected together as a group or as a community. And I just thought you and I would share some of our thoughts on why is that even important? Uh, And especially as it relates to being a leader, well, why is it important that we gather ourselves together with other leaders, maybe within our company, but even outside of our, uh, you know, the team and the company that we lead as well. So I thought we'd we'd go back and forth on what are some of the benefits we see in getting together in those kind of types of communities? How's that sound?
0: Yeah, that's an exciting topic. One that covers leadership aspects, as well as professional and personal development aspects. And it's it's something that everyone should be thinking about and doing very proactively and intentionally. So I think it's going to be a A good episode for folks to just take a step back and and really think about how to how to implement something like this. So I'm ready to go.
1: Good. Well, let's jump in. then. I'm going to kind of I've got a list of benefits that I see. Maybe you do as well. And we'll just kind of kind of run down through those benefits. But I'm going to start with uh, the first benefit of being in a good community. Uh, It's probably obvious, but uh, it's the benefit of giving or getting, receiving, but also giving. Mutual support, if you will. Uh, maybe as you've heard this cliche, uh, probably you have, uh, Stephen, and maybe you've even experienced it to some degree. I know I have. But there's a cliche out there about leadership that's, that goes along the lines of, it's lonely at the top. Well, the reality is it doesn't have to be. Uh, I do understand that cliche and get it. it. It can be lonely at the top, but it doesn't have to be. Uh, and I think one of the one of the greatest benefits you get From one of these communities or groups like this, is that you get mutual support from others. Again, this is a like minded group. They're after similar goals. And so you're getting support from people uh, that are experiencing similar things as you. Uh, Maybe they're farther ahead than you and maybe they've made a bunch of mistakes. And so you're going to learn from those mistakes. And, And so it's just, it's really nice to have that level of support that's not just Now, I'm not discrediting this at all, but it's not just your spouse or your children. Or Go, dad, you can do this. No, this is a group of people that, you know, really understand where you're coming from as a leader and can really offer up some really, really valuable support for you as a leader. And I think that for me, first and foremost, that's the most important part of being a part of community here.
0: Yeah, and what you said being the old phrase of lonely at the top, and it doesn't have to be, the reason it's often lonely at the top is because people isolate themselves. And that's exactly the opposite of what we're talking about here. We're talking about uh, the the loneliness that people can experience is because they don't seek out and look for people in similar situations with similar experiences that can relate to what you're going through and offer. uh, Maybe it's not... Specific advice or suggestions, but perspective—perspective of this is what happened when I went through something similar—and you can get a a sense of um, different thoughts around whatever it is you're going going through. So loneliness is a self-inflicted behavior, in my opinion. So I agree with you there, and I and I think just this notion of of uh, community, uh, in, in so far as is business and personal development and leadership. It's different depending on what your your objectives and outcomes are. If you're a, a business professional or a leader in an organization, you might surround yourself with like-minded leaders or supervisors or managers in your in your company or on your team for the purpose of brainstorming and getting to uh, some some better outcomes through different experiences that that people have. If On the other hand, if you are in a different, more personal group away from work, the the outcome and the goals you have can be completely different. And how you invest in that group and add value to that group and take value from that group can be just a 180 from what it might be at work. So we're talking about community at work, community, away from work, and different ventures or goals you have in your life. And depending on how you look at it and how you set yourself up around those like-minded people and those things um, specifically will determine how you leverage the value of that group. So I know you and I, Michael, are in some different groups and and professionally, I'm sure we're in some, some similar groups. But when I think about types of groups, uh, more specifically, what types of groups come to your mind um, that we might walk through just and maybe hit on a couple of these different types of groups?
1: Yeah, no, uh, very good point there, Stephen. And, and and I agree with you that, um, you know, this this loneliness and, and the need to be within a group or a community and, uh, you know, especially as it relates to loneliness as a leader, then I would submit to you that a lot of people get hung up on this idea that they can't talk to anybody at work, right? And it, and it kind of depends at, at times, I believe on where you are in the organizational structure, but I recognize that a leader can feel like, well, I can't really build a community or a group here at work because of the position I'm in. Now, I like to challenge that a little bit because I, I certainly believe that leadership is relationship and, and I do believe that it's okay even if you have people that report to you and you're in a group with those people and occasionally if you share things like, uh, you know, an insecurity or an uncertainty or a fear, I, I certainly believe that's okay. So I, I like to challenge that notion that you feel like you can't talk to anybody at work, but I also like to follow that up with, that's why it's also important that you're a part of a group or a community that includes people outside of your work, uh, you know, relationships. Uh, now this could be, uh, within the same industry maybe that you're in, but I think there's also a lot of value in having people in your community that are even outside of your industry. So maybe they're in a similar leadership role, but they're in a totally different industry than you are. And I think you'll be surprised how often they'll bring to you you know, insights on, on leadership that really you haven't really thought about, but they're very applicable in even in your industry. So as you're going out and looking for these groups or these communities, whatever it might be, then to me, that's uh, that's what you want. You want a good combination of, well, I've got some community within the workforce that I'm in. I've got some community, you know, outside of my team, but within my industry. And I've even got community with other people, similar roles or positions as me that are even outside of that into other industries and businesses as well. What do you think there?
0: Yeah, I agree that uh, it, it takes more than one group. You you are in a group at work just by default because you see these people every day and it's built on trust. But the reality is, is these folks are seeing the same things you see every day. And although they may be able to bring a perspective, a different point of view to it, they're still caught up in the same same organizational process as you are. So you should only expect that that's going to get you so far uh, from an improvement or from a a perception standpoint. And that's okay. I mean, that's that's normal and should be expected. That's why you have to look, in my opinion, to other parts of life to be well-rounded, to be a well-rounded person and leader and husband and father and, you know, fill in the blank. You have to, you have to consider all of these different elements in life. And one of them is work. And that one is usually by default covered best because it's what we do every day. It's something that, um, you know, if you have a day job, you're going to work, you're earning a paycheck, you're, you're forced almost to build community based on the way organizations work. And depending on how successful you are at that, it can, it could bring a lot of value. Now you leave work. It's five o'clock in the afternoon. You have this other half of your life that you're working to get better at and become a better person, a better leader, uh, get different points of view from outside your company, maybe even outside your industry or within your industry. But who do you choose to bring into that, into your, into your circle of trust? And how do you find those folks? And it's not easy at times. You have to be very intentional. and I'll use an example on our relationship here. So you and I have day jobs. Uh, you you work for your company. I work for my company. We have our communities at work. Certainly, there's aspects of that that's of great value. but now we leave work and we have these other passions in life to grow and develop and lead and just. Be more than what we are from eight to five every day. So we found each other through some common threads, some some similar, um, similar goals in life, and through some common uh, media that we listen to, be it podcasts or different things like that. So we, you know, I'll use the word stumbled, stumbled across each other and through a conversation or two realized that we had a, quite a bit in common and recognized that we could help each other uh both in developing our online businesses and feeding off each other from a leadership standpoint and giving each other a different point of view from different industries but yet thinking very much the same in so many different ways so i i use that as an example of how we looked outside of our workplace Found a relationship that felt like a very good fit and it was complimentary, created a a community of two between the two of us, which has led to not only some collaboration uh, just in leadership, but has led to this podcast and has led to some some other things that we talk about on a regular basis. But things like that, if you're not doing those things in your life, you are missing out on a huge opportunity to become a a more well-rounded leader and person. So what do you think?
1: No, I totally agree with that. And and your example of, you know, our uh, coming together and, and setting up a, a mastermind group that started, as you say, started as two, now it's at three, but then also this podcast came out of that. I know a lot of the, the stuff that I've put together in Rookie Leaders Podcast and probably you with your Aerospace Podcast and and a lot of the things that have, we've put out there content and ideas and things that we've put out there on in the, in the internet world came from, uh, you know, the mastermind meetings and discussions and all that you and I've had. And now the three of us have had. And so that very, very well leads into some of the other benefits that I see in having these communities. And the next one that I'll share with you is accountability. Now, I, I know when I bring up the word accountability, a lot of people like to, you know, they kind of freak out about Ooh, accountability. No, I don't want anybody. I don't want to get in a community where people are discounting me and pressuring me and, you know, uh, you know, holding me accountable, but really that's not the uh, accountability that I'm talking about. And, you know, you and I have talked on, uh, we actually have a, a podcast episode. I believe it's devoted to the idea that you can't hold your people accountable. You just create a culture such that people hold themselves accountable. And, Lo and behold, that's what you'll find in these types of communities. When you and I, uh, when we get together in our masterminds, and uh, we don't beat each other up. Well, hey, Stephen, did you? You told me you were going to do that last week. Did you do that last? No, we don't do that. We don't. That's not the culture we've built. But I, I know this is probably the way you behave. I, it's the way I behave. If I told our mastermind group last week that I was going to do something, the last thing I want to do is show up in that group and say, guys, I didn't get that done. I didn't do that. Now, occasionally that happens. Um, and, and everybody's always understanding about that. But I just don't want to show up in this group of people and say, I didn't get something done. And so there's this atmosphere of you're going to hold yourself accountable when you're in one of these groups or one of these com- you know, uh, communities like this. Uh, just because of the relationships, you're going to gain accountability for yourself. Thoughts
0: exactly, and, and I'll further that on, in our mastermind group. Uh, to your point of if you state you're going to do something and you don't do it, uh, that that's you're letting yourself down, right? You're you're not letting you're not letting us down. I'm not letting you down. Uh, we're letting ourselves down. And the last thing I want to do is disappoint the group of people that I uh, consider close and friends to not keep up my end of the bargain, not hold that up. And that's the the way I view it. And I want to make sure when I am in any community uh, in our mastermind, for example, I don't want to be one of the three people not adding a amount of value that is considerable. And whether that's if I'm in the hot seat or not, or if I'm providing suggestions or feedback or challenging one of the other two folks in our group, uh, I want to make sure that I'm delivering content, value, support, encouragement, inspiration to the group because that's the beauty of the group. And that's what makes a group very, very synergistic. It's, It's the, there's three of us in there, but we get the outcomes and out of you know ten people because we feed off of each other and the other element that I'll I'll bring up to any community, uh, especially in the community that that you and and myself and Heather are in, uh, is this notion of confidentiality, right? So uh, I think any group you should consider confidentiality, any community that you're in, because. People are entrusting their themselves in you and sharing things that they may not feel comfortable sharing with just anyone other than the group or anyone outside of the group. So you, you've just always got to consider that. Taking it to another level, though, in a group like we are in with our mastermind group, and I would encourage listeners, if you're not in a mastermind group, and I tell people this at work all the time, you are missing out on an aspect of doing life with other people. That is absolutely incredible. And this confidentiality, I feel like I can share with the mastermind group that I'm in. I can share just about anything. I can't, I, and, and not be judged right. And not be judged that, Oh, you know, uh, yeah, how could you do that? And, you know, we're human beings. We make mistakes. We, 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 need to share our experiences with others that we trust and can know we will not be judged. And this type of community is the type of community that we recognize there's no judgment. There's no pressure for that. We're not um, looking at each other to uh, establish blame or point fingers. It's simply a group of encouragement. And when you have that in your life, you can leverage that type of relationship and group and community to really do so many other positive things. And if you're not a part of a group like that, you're really missing out on, on something phenomenal. And uh, I can, you know, firsthand attest to that.
1: Yeah, no, that is such an important aspect there, Stephen. I, I mean, I think it's on my list uh, under safety, if you will. So, uh, you, you know, you talk about it from a sense of confidentiality and and not being judged and and the, this idea that you can bring any question or topic or thought or whatever to this group and get real answers and not be judged or anything like that. And I kind of put that on my list as it's a safe place. It's a safe community, a safe group. uh, Yeah. To, to share any question, anything like that. You know, a lot of folks, when we talk about community or groups or whatever, no doubt people are thinking like Facebook groups and things like that, which I have no problem with Facebook groups. I mean, they have their purpose and they're good and and so forth, but I'll just say this: you got to be careful with those Facebook groups because you don't necessarily know that they are this safe place, this this community, this this place where you know, as you said, it, it's full of confidentiality and lack of judgment and things like that. So you know, if you're looking into Facebook groups, then you know maybe if you if it's a public group, then you probably want to be a part of that group for information's sake only. But maybe, if you find that that private Facebook group where there's some type of entry process some some application process, if you will, or something like that uh then then maybe you can get there. but just recognize that in the social media world uh you're you're not necessarily going to arrive at that high level of confidence safety uh you know confidentiality and things like that 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 Stephen and I are talking about. You can find them there. But I think it's really, really, really difficult to do that. But it, when you go and find a community, a group, you want to make sure that, like Stephen was saying, you feel like you can ask any question whatsoever and get real answers and not get judged and not have people you know, that you barely know bashing you over some question or something like that. So safety, confidentiality, those types of things, certainly a benefit of a group like this. Um let me let me jump in and add one here that uh, also applies to certainly our mastermind group and other groups that I feel like I'm in, and that is you gain the the wisdom and the experience of other people right the The only experience you have is your own until you get into a group of uh, you know a community of other people and you mention a scenario or a situation or a topic and suddenly you have all the experience of All of those people, you know, um, I'm not going to get all spiritual and biblical on us here, but the Bible is the source of the greatest wisdom I know. And there's wisdom, I believe it's in the book of Ecclesiastes. I should have looked this up before I decided to talk about it. But I think it's in the book of Ecclesiastes where it talks about two people are difficult to overwhelm because when one falls, the other can pick them up. And then it talks about a cord of three strands is very, very hard to break. And so it talks about this wisdom of getting people together, getting a group of people together. And, and as I said, your own level of knowledge or wisdom, your own level of experience is all you have until you get together with another group of people. And it's, it's just phenomenal how when you bring up a question or a topic or a situation and just right there at your fingertips, you have a tremendous level of experience and wisdom on that specific topic because you've got a group of people now that can share their experience and their wisdom with you. And some of the best experience you'll ever get from those individuals is, Hey, I did this and it was a disaster, right? This failed. Don't do that. Right. So some of that mistake, uh, you know, that wisdom around mistakes people have made, it's invaluable to you. So that's certainly a benefit of being in a community
0: in my book. Yeah. Living through the experiences of others is Priceless, and uh, if if you can avoid making mistakes that others have made, then by all means, that's uh, something you should strive to do. Other, I've made tons of mistakes, and I love uh, sharing that experiences, those experiences with other people, so they don't make the mistakes. and And that's just, I I think being a good, being a good leader and being a good community member, you want to help others uh, avoid uh silly errors or mistakes that will bring uh just delays and and them reaching goals or or harm or things like that and and that's a huge benefit of of these communities is just leveraging the experience of others looking through looking through uh their Accomplishments and, and figuring out um, how you can apply what they've done to you in your situation, because you live life through a lens, through this lens that you have, and that's the lens you have, and that's the perspective you have, and you just don't know any differently. So you've got to surround yourself with people who have done things that um, that you may want to go do, or or have done things differently than you, and, and learn why that worked, how that worked, how you can apply it to you and your situation, and don't underestimate the value that that can bring. And, you know, things I don't like about these, things I don't like about bad communities, it's, and I've been in them, and I'm, I'm sure you've been around them, if not in them yourself, is the fact that you get in there and you and you ask questions and just people tell you what you want to hear, right? Mm-hmm. You, I mean, I my gosh, it's just... It's a it's a political group. It's just uh, everybody's on pins and needles. Everybody's trying to politically figure out where they sit and stand in the organization. And and it's a it's the I think of celebrities this way. They celebrities have communities and they have around them their posses. Right. They have these posses around them. And and what do you think they do? They're they're driven by money and they're they tell these celebrities how great they are, how wonderful they are. How you know they can do no wrong, and these celebrities, these egos, these these uh, bigger than life personalities begin to believe this over time, and that's why that's why we have a lot of problems in the world today because those situations, people surround themselves with people who do nothing but feed them what they want to hear, and then they begin believing that their own press, and I tell you that's that's the the, the downfall. Of so many people, so if you feel that that's happening to you in a group, and and you get the sense that people are just saying things for the sake of saying things, leave, get out of that group, run away, go find somebody, go find a person in a group who's going to tell you like it is. And sometimes uh, the truth hurts, and sometimes it's not. It doesn't feel great to hear feedback that that you don't like, or it's it's somewhat painful. But you've got to be open-minded to hear it if you're going to take a step forward and really improve your life, improve your leadership, improve your work. You've got to be able to have thick enough skin, take a step back and say, ooh, that hurt, and I, I'm, I'm hurting today, but I'm going to wake up tomorrow and I'm going to say, you know what, I'm glad that I've heard that that way. It's going to make me a better, bigger person, and I'm going to move forward in a much different more positive way.
1: Yeah no that's a that's a really good point Stephen and and that's something you know in your community in your group that's something that you want to be sure that you're looking for right that that people aren't just telling each other what they want to hear and just patting each other on the back that kind of thing uh encouragement is great yes but occasionally you got to see within this community people are telling each other the hard things sometimes and, and and I think an important aspect of that is that's one of the reasons why I say you need to get into these these communities that extend beyond the walls of the team that you're in, because if you're in a community that's just within your team, then that dynamic is is highly likely to to occur. But once you get outside of the walls of your team and you have other individuals, uh, it, it, you know, again, as I said earlier, too, you get individuals that are outside even of your industry, then they'll just say th- Well, in my industry, that won't ever work. You know, you do we do this, we do that and it just gives you insight as it, as you were talking about it's not just somebody saying things that you want to hear it's it's truth it's wisdom it's experience and oftentimes it may not be the the thing we want to hear but it's the thing we need to hear and so yeah just just be on the lookout for that you want to see in your community in your group and we're not talking about people being rude to each other at all but yeah that's the truth what that person just spoke is is real. It's the truth, and that's what you want to be looking for in your group. Hey, one final one that I'll throw out there, and if you have others, we can talk about them. But I could go on for days on this topic, probably, and you could too, Stephen. But I'll throw this one out there as kind of a wrap up of my list, at least. And that is the networking that happens within the group. I just had coffee with a with a gentleman earlier this week, and uh, I can I consider him kind of a part of one of these communities that we're talking about here. And uh, you know, he and I were talking about the hiring process. He and I both lead teams, and and at various times we have uh, hiring going on and, and and things like that. And and we talked about the two of us talked about how today we very very rarely ha- hire someone into our teams that doesn't have a connection somewhere with our existing team. You know, just a a resume came to us. We have no idea who this person is. They made it through the process. That does happen, but man, that is so rare. Uh, and, and we talked about the people that we bring into our teams, they either know someone that's already on the team or they've got some kind of connection on the team. And you'll find in these communities, in these groups, various networking opportunities exactly like that. I've got plenty of, of you know, communities that I'm talking about like this, that if, if someone in the, one of those communities, Especially some some of those highly regarded individuals in those communities came to me and said, "Hey, I got a guy that would be fabulous for your team." That means the world to me. Uh, and so, you know, in these communities, in these groups, you're going to have that ability to to. I mean, it's almost like a, a you know, a, it's a network. It, it's networking. It's getting to know people. Uh, that's going to then expand your network of other people similar to them. Uh, that you're going to already kind of know, like, and trust, if you will, because you know, like, and trust those that are in your community, in your group. What's your
0: thoughts there? Yeah, it, what what it makes me think about is is how much of a connected world we live in and how, how much of a small world we live in. And it's amazing, as many billions of people live on this earth, it, it's amazing how you run across people and hire people and join groups and communities with people that you do life with in other ways, and it's it's the connectedness of our industries. It's a connectedness of our of the way we network with people. And you're right, it, most significant positions are are positions that are going to be highly influential to an organization. They don't come from thin air most of the time, right? They they do. It happens, but the reality is, is what better way to to hire someone for the team than to get a, a reference from someone you already highly respect and already know their work ethic, already know the value they bring to the organization. And through those communities, it's how people connect. It's what, whatever movie it was, it's so out of, uh, what, nine degrees of separation, three degrees of separation, whatever it was. So there's only, you know, everybody, you know, somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody in, and. once you get down to that third, know somebody, uh, it, the world becomes very, very small at that point. And I think, I think of that, and it's just a small world. And you have to be very, very in tune with the networking uh, possibilities today, the value they bring to you and your life, either business or personally, uh, people you meet with your kids' basketball team, in your little league teams, in your football teams. It's amazing how so and so's father on the football team is a person who knows the person who is in a uh, in a business that you're trying to connect with. It happens all the time. So never lose sight of the people around you, the communities around you and the value that they can bring to you and look for ways to bring value to them as well in a a reciprocal way. So great conversation. And, um, uh, I I think we unpacked this one pretty well and any final thoughts before we move on?
1: Yeah, no, I I think, uh, you know, we'll talk about it too at the end of the podcast, but I think the call to action is, you know, find, get into these communities, get into these groups. um, And if you can't find one, create one, right? Just be intentional about creating these groups, these communities. Um, And as you talked about, you know, the way the world is connected today, especially with technology and so forth, creating, building these groups is so, so easy. It doesn't have to be just in your neighborhood. It can be anywhere around the world that you can create and build these communities. So uh, find one that serves you well, that you can serve in well, is also. And if you can't find one, build one, create one. Awesome. And as we talked about in today's podcast, if you're not a part of a community, if you're not a part of a group that's like minded and after similar goals as you get in one or get in many, and if you can't find one, create one. That's your call to action today. Until we talk again next week about how to measure leadership from Stephen and I both. Be blessed and lead well.